0: The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Evan Lionheart of readingsbyevan.com from New Jersey, and in just a moment we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, conjurman of Conjurman Consulting in Mission Viejo, California, and this week's special guest, Miss Michael of hoodofoundries.com in Willits, California bringing us the topic of turning curses into blessings. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooist of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum, at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first let's catch up with our co-host, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman. Miss Cat. Hi. Well,
1: <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. First show of the new year, so we we have to say Happy New Year. But um, for those okay. of you who are Um, listening from the far-flung future, um, this was the week that the insurrectionists tried to destroy the legislative branch of the government and threatened Mm -hmm. to kill the vice president under the direction of their evil leader, Donald J. Trump, the traitor. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but, you know, if you're... If you're just right with us right now, you're going, why is she bringing that up? Well, it really is important um, that it happened. Um, Mass mob or egged on by this narcissistic, sociopathic seditionist um, just, you know, wandered in and destroyed tons of, you know, priceless, you know, museum quality woodwork and tiles and, you know, whatever it was they felt like destroying and it all has to be repaired. And people were killed trying to protect it. People were killed trying to get in. Um, Yes, blood was shed and not for any good. And um, then came the really hard news. A survey of Americans done by one of these sort of instant phone polls found that Mm -hmm. 20% of Americans, 20% of Americans, that's one out of five for those who cannot do the math, 20% of Americans and 45% of Republicans, separate statistic, that's almost half Republicans of the Republicans, believed that destroying the Capitol, overthrowing the election, um, threatening to kill the vice president were good things. Were Mm -hmm. good things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, folks, we are living in... Dangerous times, strange times. We have been talking about this, um, I guess you could call it, you know, monumental millennial meltdown (laughs) that has a lot to do with mundane astrology. And Mm -hmm. it's still going on. And as we've told people, it's still going. We're still in the middle of a COVID pandemic. Were they wearing masks? Very few of them. I hope they all get COVID from piling up on each other. And, And these people... They're being arrested as we speak. They're trying to yep. identify them. Jobs. And, um, yeah, it's it's really awful. And there is a movement afoot to impeach President Trump. We'll see how far that gets. People say, why bother to impeach him if it's only just a few days before he's out of office? Well, if he's impeached, he won't be able to collect his pension.
2: Yep, and, <laughs> and run and, ever again.
1: No more top, and ever, to pay payer dollars and, for him. That's right, and he won't be able to run again. And I think his pensions should certainly go to repairing the yeah. damage that was done. And there's also going to have to be uh, lawsuits for those who were killed, and that's yeah. going to run into yeah. the millions of dollars. All of the um, uh, software and hardware that was exposed to these vandals in all of these different rooms, all is going to have to be cleaned, checked, and sniffed, because nobody knows how many of these people were agents who would be willing to send it to a foreign power or to share it among themselves we know that jim Clyburn's private office not his public office where he meets his constituents his private office with no name on the door was broken into his files were dumped his laptop Mm -hmm. was stolen nancy pelosi's office similarly suffered damage there were files all over the floors this was pretty important push a putch, if you yeah. don't know what a putch yeah. is, everyone goes, what's a putch? Yeah. A putch yeah. is a failed coup. This was a putch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Having said that, welcome, Conjure How are things with you today? I'm sure you're following the news like I am.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's bizarre. Um, I, and I think part of it is also, it comes down to the fact that people have seen this coming, both, both like astrologers and, and forecasters, but also pundits and commentators and experts who've been like, hey, this white supremacist violence is not going anywhere. Anywhere. It's getting worse and worse and worse. Be mm-hmm. aware. People even warned. There were, there were whole articles written that, hey, Donald Trump may try to overturn the election. You and I warned about it all year. We're like, this is not getting better. This is getting worse. We're entering into the danger zone. And there was an element of dismissal. Like, oh, if it's never going to happen. It's never. That's not. Please. Come on. Let's be real. Let's be real. And what we saw at the beginning of this year, January 6th, was, was an insurrection. I mean, never before had the Confederate flag entered into the people's house. But there was one That's on right. January 6th. Think about that. That's I mean, right. Even during the Civil War, a Confederate flag never was flown on the inside of the Capitol. And yet now in the people's house, there are images of people with Confederate flags, Nazi flags. These people really, this is a dark, it was a really dark, dark day in American history. Oh, they've got, they've um, got
1: Auschwitz t-shirts on. I mean, these people, oh, yeah, they, are, yeah. they are totally hanging out. I'm calling them the white-wingers. It's a kind of a yeah. right-wing white supremacist, all in one word, white-wingers.
3: Now I have to
1: say, I saw at least one photo of a black man, shame on him, in the crowd. But, you know, there's a fool born every day, and he was
2: that fool. Yeah but it yeah it was one of the most alarming scenes certainly um but look you know we're we're in a new year and 2021 i think people thought was going to be, get better and it will be marginally better i want to end with a little bit of hope Uh, it will be a little bit marginally better than 2020. But it's also important for us to talk about 2020 not as like a cursed year, but as the beginning of a series of sort of bad years, that there's real systemic problems in this country that need to be addressed. And if they're not, they're going to continue to deal with it. I'll give my actual yearly forecast at a different uh, uh, episode maybe we'll do it next week but i will say that in the tradition of the persian astrologers of old i name 2021 as the year of the broken road if last year was the year of the underworld this is the year of the broken road and i'll explain what that means next week but uh, like mostly for me the past few weeks i've tried to take it easy but it's been a lot of client work I always do a lot of annual readings or or annual forecasts and solar returns or Mm year-ahead readings around Mm -hmm. this time, and it's almost all of them or anxieties about, hey, I applied for this job. Am I going to find out about that today? I haven't been without love for three years. Am I going to get married or find a lover this year? And in my readings, I always do an element of electional work. Like, here are some really positive days for you to do some magic. Here's the day you should sign that contract. Here's the day you should buy that house and whatnot. And these past two years, between 2020 and 2021, I should say, the trick is trying to find the right weather. It's like telling people the day to hold a barbecue in between hurricanes. It's so tricky. It's just the weather is so, astrological weather is so, so funky. So lots of annual readings and year-ahead readings, but a lot of navigating funky, funky weather. I,
1: I agree with you. I've been trying to do the same thing, you know. Um, when will I have a baby? When should I get married? And
3: have. the
1: astrology freaking sucks. I mean, it yep. is. You can get, here's a two-day period where it won't suck completely, you know.
0: And even talking <laughs> to
1: people about, you might want to induce labor because you don't want your baby born one week ahead of this and one week behind that. you got yeah, three days yeah. in which your baby can be born. If you're if you're not in labor, get induced labor now. <laughs> you know, it's really awful. But it is, um, it is. Uh, for those of us who believe in follow practice astrology, finding electional dates is very hard. This last year, this next year, electional dates are difficult. Now, there's a few other hmm. things um, going on. I I'd like to. Uh, mention about the astrology, and I've been thinking, uh, and in fact, I was just talking with uh, Deacon Millett um, this morning about um, bringing a little bit more astrology to the fore, as, um, you know, just sort of, sort of because this mm-hmm. is, a lot of people are more interested in it right now because it's so freaking obvious you know when it wasn't so obvious people go oh astrology and astrology there's no astrology in hoodoo and black people don't do astrology all of which is false 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 but Mm
3: -hmm. it
1: has led to this kind of a i don't need to do astrology it's too difficult i'm just going to read tarot Uh, really we're going to be talking um about how our show is going to be changing this show is going to be changing we're Mm -hmm. going to be doing more divination with more tools and astrology is going to be one of those tools, so look out for it, mm-hmm. folks. Oh yeah. And, uh, and Deacon Millett and I are working on a secret project, so without, we you'll hear about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll tell you uh, a conjurman, but I won't tell the world until <laughs> midsummer. It's a it's gonna it's a long term project. Um, Something to look forward to. So it's gonna be it's worth it. It's good. Um, so now let's bring in our our. Wonderful happy <laughs> guest <laughs> the lady the uh, the uh, the lady everyone loves because in the midst of all of this she brings the topic turning curses into blessings with miss uh, michael yeah. How are you today miss michael I'm pretty
4: comfortable i've been uh i've been well in of uh, any other time it would be doom scrolling. Obsessively mm-hmm. following following the horrible news, and yet so many investigations are going forward. Uh, rocks are being overturned to kill the the grubs and insects beneath.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: So I am worried, but I'm also hopeful. And in that regard, I want to lift up the name of uh, Eugene Goodman, who was on is on the Capitol Police Force. And hmm. you may have seen um, a clip of, of the mob chasing a black man up the stairs, up several flights oh, yes. of stairs. Yes. Yeah. And it, if you didn't know what was going on, it would look kind of comical. But he, would, he, kept, he kept leading them on. He'd pause, and then he'd run some more, and they'd follow him. What he was doing was leading them away from yeah. the Senate chamber. Mm-hmm. His doors were open, and using himself as bait, which for a black man in America is
1: beyond courage. Yes, yes.
3: That,
1: I, you know, I noticed that. Territory. I, I did. I noticed that in the clip. There's a place where they come up the stairs and they start to look in different directions, and he runs over and taps the guy. Come on, yes. hear it. Yes. yeah. And he gets yes. the guy to follow, and they all follow him just like sheep. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a brave man and, who did that.
2: And they were talking about that. It was literally the difference of one minute. It it was yeah. if, they, if he had waited one minute, exactly one minute, it was two uh, fourteen versus two fifteen. He had waited one minute or allowed them that one minute of time. They would have been in the Senate chambers. And we've seen the zip ties. They were out for blood. They were out for Pence. They were out for Pelosi. There would have been kidnappings. There would have been mob violence against senators. He saved senators' lives by putting his own body in the line. And that is, that's a level of heroism. That's almost unfathomable. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Say his name.
2: Yeah. Eugene
1: Goodman. Eugene, Eugene Goodman. Goodman. A good man.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Blessings what, on him. What, a, what the best possible last name. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, when I found out about it this morning, uh, people in the comment section were saying, okay, This man needs a medal medal of freedom right now.
1: Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. And um, you know, it's so it's so interesting because I did see people uh, calling out that clip and saying, "Oh, how comical!" But you, I mean, I didn't see when I saw it. I went, "No, no, he's actually getting them." There's this moment where they turn up. Should we go up these? Should we go this way? And every time they start to do, you know, he's hurting them by being Mm -hmm. vague. Mm -hmm. Yeah brave, brave man wow. thank you for bringing that forward um, this has yeah. been an incredible week and it has been, um, yeah like you said, obsessively doom scrolling I've been certainly uh, posting a lot at my Facebook profile and my Facebook page, by the way as promised, on January 1st I made the split between uh, Catherine Ironwood and Cat Ironwood on Facebook and um I am going to be pruning away the profile. I haven't done any pruning yet. I'm just waiting. So that only real friends, people I know, students and stuff, are going mm-hmm. to be uh, my friends. But the other page, if you can uh, subscribe to the, um, or not subscribe to, like the the page page, the one where I'm in green with the Rock City Barn, just like I always have been, that's now the page. The private one is me in brown and I've got a little bit of my railroad layout behind as a cover photo. So right now I'm kind of posting at both places equally, but over the course of this year, I'm not going to do anything abrupt, but over the course of this year, that personal page is going to get less and less and less and less, and I won't be friending people there. When you try to friend me, I'll send you a message saying, please go to my public uh, page, The public page mm. will have lots of good stuff on it. The What's the difference and why do I have the difference? It's not because I want to have a private line with people where I'm going to only do the private things. No, it's just because <laughs> at Facebook you can only have 5,000 friends. Yeah. And right mm-hmm. now I've got 6,000-some followers on the public page. So I've already burst through the ceiling of the uh, friend limit. And I intend to get, you know, why not 10,000 likes? Why not 15,000? I mean, my gosh, uh, no reason to stop. And I've been turning people away, and it's been making me feel bad. They, the two pages will have a lot of the same content. It's not a question of are you in or out, it's just a question of how many people can be in. And I want lots of people in. So that's what I'm doing with um, Facebook. Uh, I've noticed some people are leaving Facebook because it censored Donald Trump. <laughs>
2: Uh, Oh, God. Oh, God. I will say, you know what's fascinating about that is the last thing I said on the radio show, this was with Deacon Miller and yourself. Remember, we were talking about predictions. I said the Mm -hmm. Jupiter-Saturn conjunction is going to bring two things to the forefront. One, tech consolidation with political fragmentation, like two separate forces. And so we're literally – I didn't expect it to be that fast, but we're seeing the political fragmentation, right, literal insurrection, while for the first mm-hmm. time, tech companies are going, okay, no, we're going to ban this dude. Mind you, it's a little too late, too little too late, but you're seeing that consolidation where Twitter, Facebook, he apparently got his Pinterest back, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like it's not a laughing matter, but it's also like – it's so surreal. The, President of the Hey, States hey, is you know, I'm on Pinterest. Pinterest.
1: I'm on Pinterest and I've been on Pinterest for years and you you know, you can laugh. Pinterest is well frequented. It's a popular site. Do you know Very. there actually are more users for Pinterest than for Twitter?
2: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. but absolutely.
1: Yeah, there are. But they're all middle aged women, so no one cares.
2: But it's it all men. I mean, well, just 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 the phrase. Yeah. Pinterest banned Donald Trump the President of the Pinterest, United States.
1: Pinterest <laughs> banned Donald Trump. And and good for them.
2: But yeah, <laughs> good for good them. For and Snapchat and TikTok says camera. And the TikTok thing is pretty funny because he was trying to ban TikTok. So it's a little bit yes. of a reverse Uno card there.
1: Yeah, yeah, we banned you first. <laughs> um, yeah. So our topic today kind of does fit into this, which is turning curses so. into blessings. Um, you could say we're living in slightly cursed times, certainly evil times right now. We're laughing we're laughing because partly with relief that we're still alive and walking the earth while all this nightmare is going on, we're laughing because we predicted it, and there is that kind of you know, hey, I'm a psychic, I was right type thing, you know, hey, I'm an astrologer, hey, my geomantic chart for the year predicted you know, we all predicted it, man, we all predicted it um so there's a little bit of of the laughter of kind of hysterical relief that um. We we are, we made it through the worst of this maybe, but there's some more coming, and I'm just going to warn yeah. you there is more coming. Oh yeah. Uh, let's hope we get through the inauguration day without assassination day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Now, turning yeah.
1: curses, turning curses into blessings. A lot of things um, come to my mind. I'm going to turn this over to Miss Michael, of course. A lot of things come to my mind in that topic. The first one is, of course mirror work Mm -hmm. Uh, mirror work is a way to reverse curses and many people think well you're just sending bad back to that person but I usually do my mirror work by saying and if they have any good that they send out while they're under the spell of this mirror let all their good work come back to them too so you can bless somebody by doing reversing work um, if they have anything good that they've sent out into the world, another way to reverse a curse and turn it into a blessing is to to run on your altar parallel. Hmm, we could say candle spells for an example, and mm-hmm. um, do a a um, a spell that uses a um, a half black and half white candle and um, but the light, that means to cut the pointy end off, carve a new pointy end on the other end, and so you burn the black part first, and all of the curses go away, and the white blessings are left. a very common way to turn curses into blessings. People sometimes think of it as a way to get revenge on somebody. It's not, because it's just a black and a white candle. Um you can also do that with two candles. And you can take two, a black candle and a white candle and light the black candle. And as it decreases, just you know, pray for the curse to be gone. And you can do that when the moon is waning. Let this diminish, diminish, diminish as the moon wanes. And just burn a little bit every day. And then when the moon begins to wax, you light a white candle and say, now bring in, let the light bring in new blessings. And what connects or links these two is, what I've used, is um, a little figure eight. I got this from the Tarot, kind of. A little figure eight, like on the two of of pentacles, and the two, um, you just make a, a string, or whatever it would be. I use a necklace chain and um you can use a necklace chain and kind of lay it out in a little pattern where it like forms an x but with a kind of like a rectangle around it and you can pull it wait if you know what i'm talking about if you don't you don't um but um the little the little figure eight connects the pieces and where the two coins would have been in that card the two of pentacles you have the two candle holders looking down and so the idea here is to Diminish the the negative and increase the positive. So that's what I have to say. Let's turn this over to you, Michael. I know you have a lot to say about this the topic. Okay.
4: Those um, those two spells. Uh, yeah, I had my understanding of them had kind of drifted from from what from your description over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I should have thought of them, but I didn't. I thought of other mm-hmm. things instead. When mm-hmm. I started researching this topic, curses into blessings, I got a lot of web pages about people like Viktor Frankl, mm-hmm. uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Uh, when you're in a situation you cannot change, change yourself instead. And that way you can gain some power in the situation. And when you are really deep down, you know, you just kind of want to curl up under the bed and tremble. Mm-hmm. Um, but. And you know it's it's advice like that is kind of salt in the wound at that time, but uh Frankel also says you can't just tell somebody to be happy any more than you can tell somebody to laugh. you've got to mm-hmm. give them a reason to laugh or to be happy. You at least have to tell a joke, okay and this is count your blessings as another salt in the wound uh utterance at times like this, but what it really is is find a reason, even a little one, to be happy for a minute, because you can't really think when you're terrified or when you're when you're practically suicidal. Mm-hmm. And um, Frankel mentions uh, the Bal Shem Tov. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of his mm-hmm. his um, it's not epithet epigram. One of his epigrams was. Convert evil into good. That was his interpretation of depart from evil and do good, Psalms thirty-four, fifteen. Mm-hmm. Convert evil hmm. into good. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's, you know, that's pretty good advice, even magically. But mm-hmm. it's, uh, except, I mean, the, the idea of uh, reversal work, following up mm-hmm. a, a curse breaking with a blessing immediately. Um, you know, that's the obvious solution, but what was really making my brain itch was you ought to be able to do both in one spell, and the thing that I first thought of was the use of Lucky 13 mm-hmm. and Black mm-hmm. Cat, which I would love to hear
1: you what you have to say, Miss Cat, about Lucky 13. Well, that's, that is a wonderful way to think about it. Um, lucky 13 and lucky black cat are mm-hmm. old old ideas the um the in england the black cat is supposed to be considered bad luck but um mm-hmm. it has become a token or charm of good luck and but it's this kind of edgy good luck like you're supposed to get a little chill it's good luck but it's ooh you know and i actually mm-hmm. am worki- i'm working on um uh, uh, I, I have a I have started a Patreon account and my patrons are going to get advance articles I'm writing that have not appeared for the public and will not appear for one year and one of them is actually going to be on the um, the lucky black cat and um, I'm just I don't want to give away the whole article the idea behind it but there is a long history and it's mostly English and It's fascinating, it's fun, it's beautiful, it's really cool. And so the lucky black cat is reverse bad luck. It is the black cat protects you from bad luck, because if a black cat crossed your trail, that's bad luck. Mm -hmm. But if you wear the image of the black cat, if you hold aloft the black cat, if you use the black cat as a mascot, no bad luck can get you, because, hey, it's your black cat. Uh And... The same is true with Lucky 13, although for other reasons. Lucky 13 is just that odd number that no one knows what anything to do with it. It's not 10. It's not 12. It's not 7. It's 13. (laughs) It's not 11. It's not 9. And so Lucky 13 is one of those ideas that um, kind of, you know, been down so long it looks like up to me. And you can um bet on 13. Uh if you're, you know, betting um winning numbers in a lottery, it's really supposed to be a good number. The 13th day if it falls on a Friday is supposed to be bad luck, but um the the 13th day of the month is good luck for people for whom it's good luck. I have some old pamphlets and books that say that the one sign of the zodiac, the one sign of the zodiac for whom 13 is good luck is Anyone want to guess? Scorpio. You got it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is. You got that, it. That Thirteen wolf? is a lucky number for Scorpio. Yeah, yeah, that's a very common belief. And uh, you, you find A unlucky it, number for the poisonous insect. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, the 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 Scorpios get the. The well, I was going to say, Scorpios get the shitty end of the chakra. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's just,
2: that's <laughs> really funny. Shitty end of the chakra. Correct. Yeah. But I, guess, um, like I should say chain. that both, both Scorpio and Capricorn actually have that reputation of being able to turn bad luck into good. There's just something about yeah. it because they both, it's Mars and Saturn, but they're the, the, the ability to take that negative of Saturn and Mars and make it positive. But it is interesting also that at the heart of hoodoo is this really alchemical understanding of bad luck. If you think mm-hmm. about the bad luck as it's being predominantly in European traditions, bad luck is a, a fickle goddess, right? It's a goddess, mm-hmm. it's fortuna who's decided that you know what, she's gonna shit on you. And there's really not much you can do. You just have to weather mm-hmm. it. That's not the same in Hoodoo. Hoodoo has a much clearer alchemical understanding of luck. That your bad luck can turn into good, that bad fortune can turn into blessing. And that's extraordinarily empowering, the idea that if things are going wrong, you don't simply have to accept them. One way that you can do this spiritually is to recognize the blessings that do exist. One of the most powerful things that my my teacher taught us is that in poverty, you need to give charity. That even if you're Mm -hmm. poor, Mm -hmm. that penny Mm -hmm. that you can give, that dollar that you can give, whatever it is that you can give, is an act of you recognizing, hey, I may be in dire straits financially, but I'm still going to be charitable. I'm still choosing to be charitable. And that's your way of recognizing the blessing that you have and contrast it to someone who may have even less. Than you, And in return, what that does is it really does open up your, your money. It does really introduce more. I've had clients say this over and over again, that they struggle with finances. And one of the things I tell them is to donate. Not a lot, but you know, you get, you get your mm-hmm. paycheck, $5 from your paycheck to a homeless person. And they go, you know what? I was walking and I found $20. Or mm-hmm. you're never going to believe this. I got a raise three months later. You will really see your money open up because what you're doing is taking the difficult situation that you're in, that is the financial straits, and turning it into a blessing, going, I'm going to give and share with my fellow man, that fellowship, that charity. And in turn, that blesses you. When you bless others, you bless yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. Um, Evan uh, Lionheart said something in the uh, the chat about um, why Lucky 13 and Lucky Black Cat, uh, he's talking about um, using malefic symbolism, malefic controlling malefic forces,
3: malefic mm-hmm, planets,
1: mm-hmm. malefic images. Absolutely uh, true. Now, I have something also to say about a charity. I often prescribe this for people, especially if they've been under a long-time curse, it's a family curse of jealousy. They were the one who went to college, the rest of the family did not. They are the one in the family who's not an alcoholic or a drug addict. They're the one in the family who owns their own home. And now all of a sudden the the jealous tide has overwhelmed them and they feel like they're right. sinking back to where the family was because they're being dragged down by the uh, the ripped tide of the family money curse. And I will say to them give money donate money give charity build up a pile of money you know make a little bowl put coins in it light a candle in that bowl of coins donate yep. to the poor it's very interesting some of them immediately go of course that's what i did when i started to get out of poverty the first sign mm-hmm. of my not being poor was when i donated a little bit of money to a homeless man and realized I was better off. Or, yes, I started donating to Smile Train or Heifer International or any of those, you know, the Red Cross, whatever floats your boat, right? But they've forgotten it, and they Mm -hmm. have become Mm -hmm. complacent. And when you're complacent and someone throws the evil eye on you of jealousy, um, Mm -hmm. I I was taught by a rabbi, and the question being, why would God allow the evil eye if you're, you know, if you're not doing evil? And the rabbi said to me, sometimes people get complacent, and when mm-hmm. someone is jealous and they aren't satisfied, their are, their plea is heard by God. And God said, you know, yes, you're right. That guy could use a little bit of shoring up here. Let's give him a little bit of a test.
2: Yeah. So I mean, the... when
1: that when that happens, you'd be surprised though how many clients say, I can't do that. I can't. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do that. Then I, they call me next week. Things are still bad. D- nothing worked. Mm-hmm. So did mm-hmm. you give the money to the animal rescue fund? So did you give the money to the rainforest saving fund?
2: No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. yeah. 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 I mean, this is this is the the o- overarching theme of of the b- biblical narrative is this ethical core which often gets forgotten. And what is it that, that God commands the Israelites to do over and over again is to love God, right, but also love your neighbor, the mm-hmm. stranger, right? That is the ultimate act of charity. If you think about the, the context of the Bible, the stranger is probably the most dangerous figure. If you're living in the ancient world, the stranger is the harbinger of disease, of plagues, of war, all these things. And yet the Israelite people are told to do what? Accept the stranger. It's the ultimate act of charity, the ultimate act of generosity. Mm-hmm. A small group of people living in hostile lands in hostile territory, surrounded by plague disease, the Assyrians on one side, mm-hmm. the Egyptians on the other side. And what happens if a stranger shows up? Don't drive them out welcome him into your arms, welcome him into your home. And so this Mm -hmm. is really the fundamental spiritual principle that uh, is about turning bad luck into good. When things are truly, truly bad, look for the blessings. Look for what you do have. And you find it in the Christian church to this day. What what is the common prayer that that, that Baptists pray when they wake up every morning? Lord, thank you for my health. And also the Mm -hmm. prayer when they say when they're facing difficulties, when something is going wrong, they say, Lord, I thank you for my health. I thank you for my wealth. I thank you for my family, right? Mm -hmm. By reminding yourself of the blessings that you do have, you're able to overcome the things that are going wrong in your life. So how does that manifest in hoodoo? One of my favorite favorite spells for turning around bad luck and turning it into a blessing is that you take a mirror, and this has to be a small mirror, you can get them from the sort of craft stores or whatnot, and on the mirror with a sharpie, you will write the thing that is troubling you, that is plaguing you, so maybe it's poverty or maybe it's ill health. You just, one word, right? One or two words. You're not writing Mm -hmm. a whole sentence, but you write it, and what you do is you turn the mirror upside down, and you're supposed to do it without the mirror catching your actual uh, reflections. You want to be very careful. You turn it upside down, and then you take an orange candle that you uh, anoint with van van reversal oil, and you burn the candle down, and you do this for 13 days. Again, this is the magic number 13, and on the 13th day, you take the mirror still upside down not looking into it and you toss it into the river so that whatever it was that thing that plagued you will run out of your life and only the good will come in so it's about taking that negative thing and literally saying this curse it goes away it will run and run as the river runs
1: mm-hmm. well that's that's real interesting and the number 13 is interesting there too Um, we have a uh, folk magic does astrological timing in a kind of rough and ready way. We say, well, there's a Mm -hmm. 28, 29 day cycle of the moon, 14 days and 14 days, but the full moon and the dark of the moon aren't counted as part of that. Um, So the 13 days would be, you would do this from, after not the day of the you don't start on the day of the full moon. In other words, you start right. um, as the moon is shrinking, and we do it for 13 yes. days. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So 13 days. If you have a 13 day spell, that's another good reason why 13 can be lucky and unlucky. 13, you're definitely safe within that 14.25 day period, or whatever the actual <laughs> uh, astronomical number is.
2: Right? Oh yeah. Good idea. Oh, yeah. And okay. then Van. Band- And of the products that we've mentioned, Van Van is probably the product most famed for turning Mm -hmm. bad luck into good, turning curses into blessings. Van Van Mm -hmm. has this way of really lifting up. And I tell clients, if you have any psychic sense, just smell Van Van just open, mm-hmm. literally open up that bottle and smell it and you can it literally lifts you up the other scent that really does this is hoitz cologne for me mm-hmm. you smell hoitz cologne it has that empowering turning bad luck into good scent you can feel it very different scent from florida water florida water is mm-hmm. cooling Florida water is very different smell. Hoitz is warm. It's, it builds you up. It makes you feel good. And it's all about turning that bad luck into good. A very strong, strong way of doing that is just soaking a little bit of John the Conqueror root in Hoyt's cologne and then using that cologne as a scent, washing your hands in it, dabbing a little bit on your neck. And that's a way of turning bad luck into good. Mm-hmm.
1: hmm So, um Van Van Oil in Chinese Wash, which is a derivative of Van Van mm-hmm. Oil, that is um, made in a soap, a liquid soap base, are used for the same things, which is to turn bad luck into good. I just have to throw out something. I'm not going to name the website, but I found mm-hmm. some idiot website where they had copied my text, but then they of had course. rewritten my text. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. in my t- in this piece of text of mine, I said Van Van is not scented with vanilla, which is true. There is no vanilla in Van Van oil. It's just a coincidence of sound. It is not an, an ingredient. And they had changed my text to say Van Van is not usually scented with vanilla. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, and then they were selling Van Van oil, which they had made by copying my label from online. Right? and they were selling it in the Philippines, so all y'all in the Philippines who listen to this show, don't be buying your van van off from these fools because first yeah. of all, they're putting vanilla in it, and second of all, they're stealing my label. Well, they took it all down we 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 ran a little bit of um a, a group protest and and they it's all gone now, I guess they're gonna to have to make their own labels poor fools but they but their van van's going to have vanilla in it,
2: so just beware. But this really brings yeah. up an important point. I mean, first, the vanilla just tells you they don't know what they're talking about when it comes to hoodoo, right? So it's very, yeah, vanilla can be lucky, but in a very different way, very different way. Mm-hmm. The sense just don't work. Mm-hmm. But there is this idea also of of curses that you bring upon yourself, Really, mm-hmm. of, of of taking your good fortune and making it bad, and that really comes from a lack of generosity of spirit. It comes from stinginess, stealing from people, stealing ideas, being malicious towards other people, um, viewing the world in a sort of scarcity model where you're constantly viewing other people as your enemy and your rival. That will actually hurt your blessing. You could be the richest, you know, most successful person in the world, and you will absolutely ruin it by having that mentality. I mean, stealing someone's ideas, stealing someone's product labels, these aren't just casual acts in addition to being intellectual theft. They are an indication of of a spiritual condition as well. We're spiritual people, so we should note that that in addition to the material issue that this brings up, there's a spiritual issue, right? That's a person Mm -hmm. who's literally pissing on their own fortune and luck by stealing from others. That's something Mm -hmm. to be mindful of. So whenever you find yourself getting jealous of someone, when you find yourself falling into that mental check yourself, because you're hurting yourself, you're self-sabotaging your blessings by doing that.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And
4: even in the material sense, you're just making yourself miserable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And as far as the, the the question about is there vanilla and Van Van oil, just to say it again, I, I mentioned here, it's just a coincidence of sound. Barberry is not bearberry. And Shiva posted bayberry. <laughs> <laughs> nope, bayberry ain't barberry or bearberry either. And um, and hoodoo is not voodoo, of
2: course. Yeah. <laughs> Things can sound alike without being alike. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: Uh, linguists have a name for that clang association.
1: Clang association. I love yes, that. yes. That's great. Yeah. Well, as far as sending back uh, curses, I got a few other ideas here, and certainly Van Van. Uh, I don't. It's not, sorry, sending back curses, but uh, turning bad into good, turning curses into blessings. And when you when you um, work with Van Van oil, um, the or with Chinese wash. You have to send the curses somewhere, and the old labels for Van Van and Chinese Wash usually so little imps. These aren't exactly these aren't the, you know, the giant devil, the demonic tarot devil guy. It's just these little imps, and they all run away. They're scattered, and so it it i think of the of van van and chinese wash particularly which is a soap as having this kind of sudsing action you know it just it just disperses them the the little imps just break down into tinier and tinier mm-hmm. little imps and get washed away with the water and yep, yep. what's left behind is the good beautiful clean scent of van van which is very uplifting mm-hmm. But if it helps if you visualize while you're doing this work. It's not just work, you know. And think of those little imps being mopped down the stair steps or wherever mm-hmm. it is that you're cleaning. Mm-hmm. It, it really helps to send them away. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah um, absolutely. One thing,
4: one thing that I found while I was researching this is um, a prayer at inclusivechristian.com. And part mm-hmm. of it goes... Holy God, I ask you to shower me with blessings for every time someone worked to
2: harm me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So That's you just
4: flat nice. up,
1: ask for it.
2: This is yeah. a, this is interesting. This and, is actually a very. Can I just just jump in real quick? And I'll, I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah. This is so bad. That's an ancient Jewish and Middle Eastern uh, tradition. The idea if someone slanders mm-hmm. you, but you are righteous, every time they slander yeah. you, they actually pour blessings onto you. It's a very very old Mediterranean Jewish. Tradition. It comes out, of, if I'm not mistaken, it's like a mix of Egyptian and, and Greek. This idea that because you're so righteous, that someone who slanders you, every time they slander you, they're actually pouring blessings upon you. All right, go ahead. There's,
1: there's also the more European version I'm rubber and you're glue. Uh-huh. It bounces off. Right. It sticks to you. But that's a little uh-huh. different. That's a little different. That's more the mirror style. Um, mm-hmm. Could you do us a favor and um, type that blessing into the chat log, Michael? Because yeah, yeah. You, you spoke it very fast, and I'm sure that there's going to people want to know it. Okay. Okay. And I'll um, just what and is taste the it. yeah, yeah? And what is the source for that? InclusiveChristian.com. Yeah, well, there you go. Isn't that great? Mm. That's really good.
2: Yeah. You, met, you mentioned cleanliness, and this is a very important uh, aspect of turning bad luck into good. If, when bad luck comes around, it's spiritually things piling up. It's a blockage. That's what it is. Spirit mm-hmm. flows like water flows. This is why we associate spirit with water and fire, because it's flowing, it's expansive. And so when it, and when it doesn't flow, when you're cursed, when you're, it's blocked. And that mm-hmm. will often manifest in your house you'll see your house will get cluttered up. Your house will become a mess. Dust will start to gather. So be mindful of that. One way that I always tell clients is not only to do a sort of physical cleansing as they're doing their spiritual cleansing, but also clean out the pantry. Salt is one thing. If you're starting to experience bad luck, get rid of your old salt and get new salt. Because mm-hmm. salt absorbs. So you might not realize it, but someone, maybe someone came into your house and prayed over your salt. It's a very old way of messing someone's luck up it's a very old tradition it's a sneaky Mm -hmm. trick you Mm -hmm. go into someone's kitchen you grab their salt you pray over it and then they're going to cook with that cursed salt so clean out the salt get rid of the old salt it's why when we move we don't carry the old salt with us to the new place right the same thing. Mm -hmm. you start to see your Mm -hmm. luck get get backed up if you start to see if you want to turn it around get rid of the old salt get new salt It's a very small step but a very potent one
1: that's a that is absolutely um basic I would say old school rural Hoodoo one oh one. Yep. And so many stories have been told. If you read the New Bell, Niles Puckett, uh nineteen twenty six collection of Hoodoo folklore, if you read Zora Neale Hurston's um collection from nineteen thirty one, if you read Harry Hyatt's collections from nineteen thirty five to nineteen seventy, people who come in and beg salt from you are people to be be wary of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, of course, in the old days, people were poor. I ran out of salt. I've got to make a casserole. Can I just, all I just need is like a, just give me a quarter cup of salt, right? And then I'll return it later, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, and they, they return the salt and
2: 100%. Cursed, In Virginia, in Virginia salt, we were told. Right? Yep. And that in is Virginia, a, we were told I mean, if, no, if they ask for sugar, give the sugar freely. But if they ask for salt, be careful about it.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um that reminds me of an old great old blues song. Um uh you gave me sugar for sugar, but now you give me salt for salt. Yes. And if, mm-hmm. and if you don't love me, honey, it's your own darn fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so those things were known back then. To give somebody salt for salt, to give someone sugar for sugar. Absolutely an old-fashioned way to work. Now, people, especially in these COVID times, everyone's getting everything by Instacart or you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and they're going, what do you mean? Nobody comes over and asks for salt anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they might ask for something else and just be mm-hmm. cautious what you give because if they say, I'm going to borrow this and return it, and and they may not be sending you the the right thing back where they may have worked on that thing and therefore you're going to want clean it so in addition mm-hmm. to van van oil a Chinese wash Hoyt's cologne another way to clean things that may have gotten into your world that are cursed is to uh, smudge them or smoke them with incense and mm-hmm. you can do I I would do two incenses let's say um, you know someone I don't know what they might borrow my Flower vase, right? I brought them a bunch of flowers, and they said, "Oh, can I just keep the vase? So I'll bring it back when the flowers are gone." All right. They bring it back, and then I, I go, "This doesn't. This vase doesn't feel good anymore." You know, my little, my little mm-hmm. spidey senses start to tingle. Ah, something happened to this vase. So I would um, either wash it in jinx killer uh, bath crystals and mm-hmm. water, or smoke it if it was something that could not be washed. Smoke it in jinx killer, and then redo it with Van Van afterwards,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, clean it with mm-hmm. Chinese wash or clean it with um, Van Van
2: incense. Right, mm-hmm. Jinx killer is phenomenal. I can attest to just how great it really, it's just in the name, it literally will kill that jinx. If you're suspicious mm-hmm. about something, if you're suspicious of that thing that shows up on your doorstep, you don't know what that pile of weird stuff is, jinx killer. It really, really is good. In terms of incense, I love run, devil, run for stuff like mm-hmm. this.
3: This is mm-hmm. a very
2: old-timey formula. that was phenomenal for driving out not just curses, but also turning bad luck into good. You pointed out mm-hmm. the imps. The Bad luck was often associated with little devils, not the big devil. Mm-hmm. The big devil would, was, was associated with other forms of luck, good luck, and bad luck. the little devils Mm -hmm. are the ones that that hide your socks, the ones that hide, you know, the things that you're looking for, the ones that cause mischief, that that make it so that your money comes in but it seems to slip through your fingertips, right? You've Mm -hmm. got a paycheck, Mm -hmm. you've got a steady job, but for whatever reason, your bank account is zero at the end of the month, right? This is where Run Mm -hmm. Devil Run works really, really well. It drives those little imps that are hiding in the corners of your home out. A little bit of that incense just waft it through the house and it will drive them out. Mm-hmm.
4: Another, uh, speaking of spirits coming after you uh, If somebody has sent a spirit after you To ruin your luck um, One thing that they do in the uh, Afro-Caribbean religions is to Make offerings to those spirits In some traditions, in, in that tradition It's common to make uh, an offering of meat and palm oil in place of your own self. Here, eat this, not me. Mm-hmm. And another mm-hmm. thing that's not limited to the Afro, the ATRs is just make friends with those spirits. You tell mm-hmm. them how impressed you are with their power. You flatter them. You butter them up shamelessly. And you build them a mm-hmm. little altar and give them some food. Let's work together. Let's see what we can do together.
3: hmm hmm
4: well, uh, well, then and, you got to make uh, sure sorry. that they don't catch you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Doctor yeah, yeah. Doctor E used to talk about doing that. hmm
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It also really depends on on the type of spirit, and so like a little element of divination is involved too. So like divinities and deities mm-hmm. and nature spirits can be appeased. There's ways and there's old traditions of appeasing them. Spirits of the dead, less so. Spirits of the dead, mm-hmm. you have to put at rest. There's something like, so we call this ghost in Virginia, Virginian conjurers. Like you have to actually go and lay them back in their tomb or do a whole mock funeral in order to like, all right, do chill. <laughs> Enough. Mm-hmm. So it really, it really depends. Mm-hmm. Spirit, but divinity, certainly. Nature spirits, there's a whole tradition of, of being able to appease nature spirits and saying, look, Pull back your wrath. Pull back your anger. And so knowing when to apply these things is, is very, very uh, mm-hmm. important here. But this is also where water comes into effect. Water has a, a, just a spiritual quality of turning bad into good because it filters things. So negative spirits mm-hmm. that exist, bad luck that exists, you can use water whether you're bathing with it or use it mm-hmm. as a filter. One of the, one of the old tricks for um, um, turning bad luck into good in a sort of quick turnaround, like you don't have time to take a bath, is you pour cool water into a glass. And it has to be a glass. It can't be porcelain. It can't be anything. It has to be a clear glass and you place it on your head. And what this does is Filters out the negative, and then you're supposed to take the water and throw it at the base of the tree. Very small, quick working, but done with prayer, done with intention. It can be a really, you know, rough and fast way of turning bad into good. Mm-hmm.
1: How long would you put that on your head?
2: Minutes? Two? Would prayer. you say a... so? You you say a prayer, and when the prayer is done, you then you toss the water onto the uh, roots of a tree or the trunk. of I tree. see. Okay. Great. Okay. That's wonderful
1: that's a uh, these kinds of things that are so simple they um, they bring us to another topic which is going to be a topic for another time, which is what I call chronic hard luck cases mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Yeah. what yeah. we're talking about are if, if these things that we're telling you about have you have tried many of them and they don't work at all, or if they only work for a short amount of time and then you're back under again, you may be what called a chronic hard luck case. And there may be other things going on, including possibly medical conditions mm-hmm. which are causing you to be unable to claim your
2: space in the world. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's in those moments that you need to be reminded and that we all need this reminder that we're not alone, that these mm-hmm. are times where community can be an important place and blessing, reaching out to other people for help, seeking out a root worker, but also prayer groups prayer groups mm-hmm. are very, very important. Form one with your friends. Form one with your allies. Don't be solitary in your battles. Don't be solitary mm-hmm. in battles. That's part of, mm-hmm. part of being in a state of bad luck is being alone, is being alienated, is being solitary. So being able to reconnect with people, reconnect with nature, all of those are very important ways of, of helping yourself out of those chronic conditions or chronic issues of bad luck.
1: hmm Yeah. Um, another thing that um, you mentioned—the water and throwing it at the base of a tree—and this also reminds me of the egg cleansing. It's another yeah, way yeah. to remove curses without bothering to send them back. And yeah. um, you you roll the egg and throw the egg at the roll the egg over your body with prayers and throw the egg at the base of the tree. Now, um, how do you turn that into blessings? I believe that the trees, uh, with the rustling of their leaves, you know, are talking to us, they're communicating with us, they're saying things. And I would stay there maybe and listen to the tree, the blessing of the tree, because trees can bless us. Of course, they bless us with the air we breathe, and that's important. And so... This goes to the idea of charity, actually. When you throw the egg or the water at the base of the tree, you're giving the tree either a nutriment that it can use or you're giving the tree water that it can use, and the tree will then bless you with whatever it has to offer, which is oxygen. So uh, one of the things to get rid of curses and turn them into blessings is to kind of look at it as a circle or cycle, I sort of see this as an ellipse, actually, and you want to make sure that you understand that everything's connected. It's all going to, you know, if the curse mm-hmm. goes back to that other person then your hidden blessings come back to you, if the charity goes out to somebody and they bless you, yeah. these are circles, these are connections we're making. And yep. blessings yep. are about unity. Blessings are about connecting us to other people. Yeah. That
2: reminds me of, a, yeah. of another spell that, that works along those same principles. Uh, you take a nail, it's supposed to be a brand new nail, and you uh, run it down your body. Now, There's an alternative to this where you're supposed to kind of lightly scratch your foot. You make little crosses on your foot or your shoe. But the one that I was taught, you just sort of lightly run it down your brush like you're scratching something off without actually pricking yourself. You place this into a jar with with Hoyt's cologne and a couple drops of Van Van oil. And then every day for seven days, you walk by and you turn the jar so that it's upside Mm -hmm. down and then right side up and you do it for seven days turning it upside down, leaving it upside down, and then the next day turning it right side back up. And then on the mm-hmm. seventh day, you go and you bury the jar at the roots of a tree. Again, the, the idea of the tree giving you blessing. And you pour mm-hmm. holy water over it. And this is to turn your bad luck into good, literally taking the evil off of you, putting it into a good luck jar, turning it, turning it, turning it, and then giving it to a blessed tree. Wow. That's really, that's that's nice. really
4: great. That's a decoy, though. Mm-hmm. Like the one I have on my website.
2: Mm -hmm. Similar uh, to this kind of decoy,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, we haven't mentioned um, holy water. And Mm -hmm. um, holy water is, um, you can make it yourself. You can get holy water that some authority figure made for you, if you would prefer to have someone make it for you. But you can make your own holy water. And... If you went to the Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival, uh, Tony I um, actually taught people how to make their own holy water, and um, that is something that uh, very useful. Wash yourself. Add a little holy water to the bath water. Get your blessings.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, this was a fantastic uh, free for all. We had a lot to say. Thank you, Miss Michael. Um, Let's turn this over to Evan, and we're going to
0: have our first client. Stay tuned. The Lucky Mojo Huda Root Work Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood, Conjurman, and this week's special guest, Ms. Michael, will be right back. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR. A directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners, located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1 888 4 Hoodoo or visit HoodooPsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at CrystalSilenceLeague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to our first client. Our client today is Miranda, calling from area code 415. Miranda, are you there? I am. Ah, oh, Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today uh, and trusting us with your situation. It looks as though you've indicated that you have not had a reading on the situation with either Ms. Kat, Conjurman, or our guest. Is that correct? Correct. Excellent. Thank you so much. I'm going to read a brief synopsis for our host. Just bear with me one moment. Miranda writes, I was seeing a couple guys this past fall, but things ran their course, and as of this month, I started to look for new people to date. But something is off. I'm not making new quality connections like I normally do. One of the relationships I had ended awkwardly, and now I'm worried it's affecting my luck. Looking for insight on when I'll find new lovers, partners, and... Any advice on shaking this bad look off? Turning it over to you, Ms. Kat.
1: All right. Well, let's say that we're going to have um, Ali do the first reading and Michael do the second reading and I'll do the root work. How about that?
2: That sounds great. Uh, If I could just uh, ask a couple questions for Miranda, uh, if I could. What is your sign of the Zodiac? Scorpio. Scorpio, ah, okay. Well, Scorpios are never want without love if, if they truly, truly want it. I've always joked that uh, after Taurus, Scorpio is probably the sexiest of the signs uh, out there. Um, and they always have a very magnetic quality about them. Uh, and so, you know, I, that's a good sign. So the question is, why are things looking the way that they, they are? And so what I've done is I casted a geomantic chart, which is what I do in preparation for these um and the, this is to help us look what does the year ahead look like what, what's going on currently this is just a, a momentary issue for you we have puella which is the figure of a mirror uh, right there in the sign of love indicating that this is just temporary that things will turn around for you and will likely turn around relatively quickly so probably by about February, mid to end February, you'll start to see a big significant change here. Um, This will result likely in the, the appearance of multiple partners, not just one. So there's an indication that you're going to have more than one person on the scene, and this will lead to something more significant. But in order to kind of lead up there, there is an element of cleansing that should happen. Elvis is the figure of why have things gone wrong. It's, it's known as the hidden part or the, the part of the underworld. Which is what we use in geomancy to discover the sort of root of things, and what Albus indicates is, is, is reception. So we, I've talked about this in in the past frequently that we talk about sexually transmitted diseases, but there's also spiritually transmitted issues. That when you are with a partner, you take on the baggage of that person, you take on what they bring on into your life, and so there is an indication that one of your previous relationships may have brought something spiritually into yours and it's just caused things to be a little bit out of whack. This is not a curse. This is not full-on evil, but it, is, it means things aren't lining up. It's like putting your foot down but your knee is kind of wobbly that's the experience that you're having right now. So you need to shore things up. A little bit of cleansing is, should be done here, followed by enchantment and beauty work. Not work that needs to go out and bring love to you in sort of a coercive fashion, but work that really kind of allows you to shine once more. That's that Puella figure. So work that allows you to be your best scorpionic self. And once you can do that, a little bit of cleansing, a little bit of restoration, then by February, this will turn around, that you will find someone who will show up in your life. There is some funky weather coming around, around summertime in particular. Uh, so you want to do this work soon. You want to do this work quickly. You might consider doing a more in-depth reading of the year for yourself or with someone, I think your your uh, screen name is Miranda uh, yeah, Miranda Tarot, Miss Miranda Tarot. So it looks like you read for yourself. Perhaps you might consider doing some type of yearly reading for yourself, or pull some, you know, Wheel of the Year type cards, or get one, whatever. But you want to look to see what the actual full on year is going to look like, because the partnership that you end up developing is going to be crucial for how you will navigate the rest of the year. And the that's the final figure that we have you, and that's Conjunctio. Conjunctio is two people join together in a crossroads figure. And it is an indication that if you develop a successful partnership during the beginning portions of this year, that it will be instrumental for how the rest of the year will manifest. It will ensure that you will have a partner, an ally, who stands next to you as some tribulation and trials are going to show up in the later parts of the month, in the mid parts of the year. Um, So it is is important that you develop it. So so some form of year-long strategy a little bit of cleansing and enchantment work done at the beginning of it, and I foresee that this will be managed effectively with a positive outcome for you. Some good news is that you will likely, the partner that you will likely uh, show up, most of them may end up having some type of mercurial component to them. So they might either be travelers, uh, they might be businessmen, they might be involved in some type of mercury endeavor, or they may end up being a Gemini, which is always sort of a little bit of a weird mix for a Scorpio. and mutable, but just some things to bear in mind as these people show up in your life. All right, this is what I see here. I'm going to turn this over to Miss Michael, and then uh, Miss Kat will give you some work advice.
4: Thank you. Okay. of all, while everyone was reading your situation, um, I looked into my amethyst crystal um, and what it showed me was a woman sitting up in bed reading, which is kind of ambiguous. Um, did it mean you got to get up and get out there or did it mean you need to study some more? Um, so I then pulled four cards and they kind of lean toward the latter interpretation. We've got the ace of wands who is uh, In this, in the deck I use, standing before a wall of fire with an open book at his feet. It's an angel holding that wand. And so uh, this is, you know, you're already protected from even worse things. And in the process of of, uh, cleaning out and regaining your luck, you will also be protected. The Ace of Swords um, is, you know, the Swords are the suit of the intellect um, like the Bible says, it is sharper than a two-edged sword, able to divide soul and spirit. Uh, in other words, to dissect and examine the unseen. And, you know, that's, that's kind of a high priestess sort of card. Um, the king of Wands is um, a really good prospect for you. As Ali said, uh, several prospects come in your way. Um, the king of wands is uh, definitely a good man, a go-getter, uh, multi-talented, which is the best kind of person. And pick a man who's one of whose talents is kindness and who also has a talent for justice. And the two of coins, pentacles rather, in this deck means uh, harmony in the face of conflict. It shows the juggler trying, struggling to keep his feet, um, and succeeding in doing so. That's not always the case, but it also points to multiple prospects for you.
1: Hmm, that's what I got. All right. Wow. Well. Thank that, you. That's real interesting. So, Miranda, I'm going to ask a question, and because the reason I chose not to be the first reader for you is, I think I have read for you before. Is that correct? It's true. yes. Yeah. Okay. And I remember this um, this reading, and um, I remember that uh, it's. I, I was just my jaw was just dropping listening to those two readers who don't know you uh, coming with the same. Information that I had read for you previously in a private reading, hmm. and I don't know if you remember this, but um, one of the things that Countryman said, which I know I said to you before when I was reading your cards, was something about that had left a bad um, whatever bad energy mm-hmm. we could say around you, right? And he said the same thing. Yes. So I, um, we all know. Yeah. There's. There's a there's a problem with my boundaries as far as letting
4: exes to have uh, too much weight in my world. Yep. Yes. Yep. yes.
1: So so I just I just want to say that um you know hats off to Michael and Contraman because they picked up on the same thing I picked up in in a yeah. private reading with you. Absolutely. So yeah, so we're all on the same page. So th- this really um, one of the things you're going to have to do. Is really do a cleansing of the emotional abuse that was left by and the negative thinking, we could call them mundane curses, whatever left by that ex, whatever it was, it's still clinging. And whether it's um, jewelry you were given, clothing, something, it all has to be cleaned. It, it, there's something that is still you're still not free of. Okay, that's number one, and I know mm-hmm. that you you know you know how to do this stuff. I know because I know who you are that you have um, <laughs> uh, worked with spiritual supplies in the past. You know how to do this work. Your name uh, Miranda Tarot I should hope one day. You'll take my course and and end up on Hoodoo psychics and uh, and at air reading Tarot because um, you can do it. We know that uh, we we know who you know who you are. So. Um, In any case, the the root work I have for you is not so much a specific spell, but a bit of detective work. I want you to use your pendulum. Do you have a pendulum? Yes, I do. Of course you you do. (laughs) Of course you do. All
3: right. You taught me how to read with one.
1: (laughs) Okay. Right. That's that's, I thought, see, I know you, you she, uh, folks, she's been to the Huda Heritage Festival also. Mm-hmm. She used to live that's in right. the Bay Area. Um, okay, so um, if you remember that um, pendulum um, uh, teaching that uh, Susan Diamond did, it's in the red folder, where you have two pendulums, one mm-hmm. that's an a, a absorbing stone and one that's a radiating stone, like, you know, tourmaline, black onyx, obsidian, whatever. It's common to use black ones. You can also use any kind of a Saturnine stone. And you also want a, a lovely um, cleansing, radiating. could be white quartz, clear quartz, milky quartz. It could be even rose quartz since you're cleaning up for love. Something of that nature. And you want two pendulums. And you're going to be using the, uh, the we'll call it the dark pendulum and the light pendulum. You're going to walk through your house and especially, I want you to pay attention to your clothing and to your jewelry, things that come in contact with your body, and your bed, um, just mm-hmm. whatever. And I want you to start winding with that pendulum. You're just you're not you're not using it to divine, although you could. You could go, is there negativity here? Is there negativity here? And if you get a yes, then you're going to wind with that negative pendulum, right? You're just winding mm. it up. Oh, whoop and you sort of suck it up. And um, I wind counterclockwise. There it goes. I've just pulled it out of the bed springs. You know, whatever it is. You see? And Mm -hmm. you can use the pendulum to find negativity and then to wind it up. Okay? When it's all done, and you've done the house, you've done your stuff, and this will take you at least an hour, um, and you can go into the corners. Um, Susan Diamond pointed out that the dust bunnies of life reside in the corners. Go into the corners. And just do them on <laughs> on, on, on spec. You don't, have, you don't have to even douse them. And then put that pendulum in salt, right? And just cover it up with salt and it just sits there in salt for now. It's, it's neutralized. All is good. Then you're going to take your light, good pendulum and you're going to go back and you're going to, especially if you use rose quartz, touch it to your heart and then go over where the Uh, negative energy was and clockwise spin that pendulum, clockwise spin it and radiate love, love, love into that place until your whole home and all the little four dust bunny corners of every room and certainly around your bed, just go clockwise, all you know, just spinning clockwise walking around your bed clockwise and then in the bed and on the bed, so bring love, bring love, bring love and always in between, touch it to your heart and if you are the courageous kind of Scorpio that I know you would be, you would touch it to your genitals and you would do all of this naked <laughs>
3: you're not wrong you're okay not wrong. <laughs> am i right
1: on that awesome. one you are okay. you're, you're right. <laughs> <So good. laughs> right. all right, all right. I, I believe the non-scorpios oh, call the non-scorpios call that sky clad but the scorpios <laughs> call it naked all right <laughs> So that's that is kind of what I see as the kind of work you can do. Now, while you're doing all of that, of course, you want to, um, if you want to dress the pendulum, you could dress the, the the dark pendulum with Jinx Killer or any of those things, you know, that, that are going to be um, used that way. And if you could dress the um, positive. Pendulum with a combination of van van and maybe uh, look me over, love me, something of that nature. Now, you still have that okay. one pendulum in the salt. The negative pendulum is in the salt. You're going to leave it in the salt overnight. And um, one way to do this that, that is a nice break in the work is to do the negative stuff as the moon is declining, like right before. The dark of the moon, or at the dark of the moon, it's a good dark moon spell. And then, in the three days as the moon grows, when you see the first crescent, you can do the cleaning rather than just going directly from one to the other. It's up to you. Um, but in any case, you're going to that the pendulum that's in the salt. You let it sit in the salt overnight, and then you just take it out and brush the salt over it and hang it in the sun for a whole day. And um, and then when you have the next full moon, you can also hang it at the full moon to cleanse it with the moon. But some people say, well, it's dark dark work. You don't have to do that. Just do it at the dark of the moon, and it'll just hang in the dark moon, non-rays. I mean, the moon is out there, but you don't see it. And so, But you want it to get one day's worth of sun to clean it up, and then one night's worth of moon, at least. And then that pendulum, the dark pendulum is clean, ready to go again. Okay? That makes sense to you? It sure does. Thank you. All righty. So, um, uh, does anybody else have anything to add to this?
4: Yes, I do.
1: Um,
4: King Solomon wisdom in all your love spells from now on, especially after you do that cleaning. Okay. And, and, uh, by all means, uh, sit in bed reading, uh, spiritually useful books. And, uh, you might want to actually read Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Mm-hmm. Um or some other fluffy not fluffy self-help book.
1: Mhm.
2: Oh, cool, thank you.
1: How about you, Ollie? Any uh, any uh, add-ons?
2: I do. Uh, It's less root work and more just sort of practical advice. Um, Scorpios are most successful in love when they establish their boundaries. When they are... The boundaries are clear. They're in a place of strength when they don't get so absorbed or lost in the other person. That's when their relationships will be successful. We often talk about how, as uh, people wonder, they go, oh, how Scorpio a water sign? That doesn't make sense. The reality is that Scorpios can really get lost in their obsessions. They can get lost in other people. Um, that's also one of the reasons why Scorpios have, can sometimes struggle with things like emotional addiction. So, be very mm-hmm. mindful. Uh, of there should, You should develop a sort of filtering process when it comes to it. So, one of the things that I saw is that you're going to have more than one person show up. So, you have to have a filtering. There's nothing wrong with hooking up. There's nothing wrong with casual sex, you know, if that's what you want. But you mu- just in the same way that we're careful, you know, with sexually transmitted diseases, be mindful of the emotionally and spiritually transmitted issues, right? When we bond mm-hmm. with a person physically, mm-hmm. when we bring a person into our life, even casually, we are bringing that person's mm-hmm. baggage into our lives. So have a little filtering process built up so that you can address those um, and, and, and that King Solomon wisdom for the discernment will be very helpful in that regards.
1: Yeah, King Solomon wisdom is good. Um, so is clarity and um you know, if you if you're a typical Scorpio and and really would like to have an active sex life, you, you know you can make your own little custom blend with um, King Solomon Wisdom Clarity, look me over and um, you know Fire of Love, something you know sex Me up something like that. All right, there's our music. So next up, our network schedule announcement coming to us from the world of antique televisions.
2: The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6.00. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay Fridays 1-2 to and Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse Fridays 7-8 to All time specific at 3 Hours for Eastern sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and online at LuckyMojo.com
0: And now it's time to go to our free spell segment with Ms. Michael of hoodoofoundry.com in Willits, California. Take it away, Ms. Michael.
4: Okay. Uh, tonight's spell is a trio hand that is a
0: three-part mojo bag to
4: turn curses into blessings. Uh, um, you, a lot of people who make trio hands will just make three little packets. And I like to put them inside each other. So... For the first layer, you're going to write out a Balam-type prayer. You know, to force your enemies to bless you. Um, there's a URL for how to do that: bitly, b i t . l y prayer. B a l l, no, b a l a a m um, prayer. So you can learn how to do that and write out a short one on a little piece of paper for your petition paper. Wrap it around a piece of your hair, an arborist, an abrus, or jaquirity bean. And um, that's, that's all that goes in the middle. Now, the jaquirity bean, the arborist bean, is used in good luck charms all over South America and in this country. And it's poisonous. So you want to bring good luck and poison the curse, whatever <laughs> curse is sent at you. Now, that goes inside the next packet, which has um, any muddy protective herb, um, licorice root, and uh, some protective herbs like oregano or uh, and also sage. And you also want um, – did I mention licorice root? Oh, no, hyssop. Any, you know, just – you're kind of free with that with your choices here, but you want to protect your money. You want to stay clean. That's what the hyssop is for. And you want control over the situation. So choose your prayers for that and wrap them around that and the first packet. The third layer is yarrow, uh, black mustard, and boldo, and another balam
1: prayer. Hmm. And that's the hand. Wow, that's real interesting. I I'm I'm kind of getting what you're doing here. Um, I've I've never seen a trio hand that's been done one layer inside another. Um, so my question is, and this is a practical question: the first layer is wrapped in a balam prayer. How mm-hmm. And then we have the second layer. What separates the second layer from the third layer? Do you have to do another prayer there? Yes, yeah, I,
4: yeah, so I usually do another petition paper, and it didn't occur to me to specify. So you could do an, a, a second psalm prayer or uh, just a verse of scripture. Okay, your favorite verse of oh, scripture. The prayer of Jabez would be nice. Just a couple lines from the prayer of Jabez.
1: Can you write that into the text so we can find that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, I'm just looking at how am I going to make this thing, and you know, I'm so I'm I'm a good visualizer. So we're gonna you're gonna need three pieces of paper then, and um, and we're gonna rewrite this when we get this into the permanent chat log. Good. Okay. Got it. Um, that's that's fantastic, um, and so. In doing this now, you've got the three layers of paper. Now I'm going to ask the question that nine out of ten young Hoodoo students are going to be asking, does that go into a cloth or leather bag, or is that just it wrapped in paper? Yes, it does, so that you can wear it
4: uh, or keep it in your pocket or purse.
1: Okay. All right. So um, there is a, a... bag around it. So let's get that typed mm-hmm. in there too that you're going to need to put a bag around there, of cloth or something and tie it tight. Okay, All yeah, right. the shooter's got it. Yeah, good. So um, the, that, now I understand this and it makes a lot more sense to me. It's interesting that yarrow appears in two layers. Uh, yarrow is a very a fascinating plant. It uh, it is being used here kind of in two ways. It sends off evil, but it's also what's a, called a vulnerary. It heals wounds, mm-hmm. and so it's um, it's a great plant to use for that. I like this. How about you, Ollie? Do you have any ideas about this?
2: I don't, but I am fascinated with this this, uh, approach. And it, I love the idea that it works in layers because that is very much in line with the spiritual way of turning curses into blessings, right? Or turning bad luck into good luck. You are working in layers. I like the inclusion of the as well. Um, this is, this is, this is absolutely fascinating. My question would be is once, you know, you've you're in a state of luck. Do you keep the mojo bag? Do you change it? Is this something that you would recommend this, this hand, would you refresh this um, over the next, you know, year, redo it next year, redo it after the year after that, you know, building the layers like like you've mentioned once more?
4: Hmm. I tend to keep mojo bags as long as they're alive and functioning.
3: I'm the same um, way.
4: Kind- <laughs> yeah, and if you're going to feed it every month anyway, you know, you might want to smoke it in some uh, uh, jinx-breaking incense or uh, Tibetan ghost-purging incense, which I love, and then feed mm-hmm. it. Um, and my mother just get a very di- varied diet because I do tend to make them kind of general purpose within a certain field. So uh, you might want to give it... Um, some oil with yarrow in it. One month, you might want to give it prosperity oil. Another month, depending on what it asks for or how your life
1: is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Evan asked in the chat: Is there a limit on how many hits this bag can take? I would say you no. Know, I I did not
4: bother to. I mean, it did not occur to me to discern or divine that. When I was um, composing this spell, so I would say, watch how your luck is going, um, and you know, pay attention to the bag as it talks to you because these bags hmm. are alive and awake. Mhm.
1: Mhm. So just watch and observe. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no There's no rule number. That's good. Yeah. Um, and um, you could, in keeping with what I was talking with Miranda about before, you could use a pendulum to divine over it um, right. and ask, you know, is it still uh, going well? You can also, if it's a mojo bag that has a string that it hang, you know, the tie string it could be hung from, you can actually use the mojo bag as its own divining pendulum. Okay. okay. All righty. Um, so let's turn this over to Evan. He's going to read our final announcements, and then we're going to come back with some more announcements, and then we're all going to say goodbye. So take it away, Evan.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Ms. Kat and Conjurman, and thank you, Ms. Michael of hoodoofoundry.com in Willis, California, for being our guest this week. Please join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers will be Miss Elvira of Alvira.com from Santa Rosa, California, bringing us the topic of building your dream temple. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Kat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjureman at condramanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I am your announcer, Evan Lionheart, joining you from ReadingsbyEvan.com in New Jersey. The Lucky Mojo Huda Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com forward slash radio show html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at this time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye.
1: Thank you, Evan. And I want to give a shout-out to some of the folks in the chat. Uh, Angela L., California sister, of course, Conjurman, Cousin Joshua, Covet Gift two, now known to be in San Diego smoking on a fine cigar, (laughs) uh, <laughs> D3 Fluffy, Doc Murphy 1, Dr. Sweets, Jan Rain, Miss Miranda, Miranda Tarot, and we're going to hear more from her, I hope, in times to come. Miss Michael, Onyx Rose, Readings by Evan, Shudder, Tamara 999, and our good friend Tony I, who has not yet turned in his homework, graduated from the Hoodoo Rework course, joined Hoodoo Psychics, and joined AIR. And why not, Tony I? Let's keep it. Ha uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to go back to working social media and praying for peace. And that's really all we can do. Yeah. Good night, everybody.
2: Thanks, everyone. Good, good night.
1: night. And good luck. Night.